of the WCUG Artist Interview Standing Room Only, our live concert series taking place here on 4th and 9th? 4th and 9th? 4th and 9th Carpenter Street at WCUG Studio. In the studio, we have Iridium with us. This week, they're going to be playing a couple of their songs right before Halloween. Real spooky, wooky stuff. I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you, Christian. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Joe? Doing well. So you've got some music for us and everything, and then afterwards, we're going to be doing an interview just like always. Yes, so you sure. want to go ahead and just kick it off? Yeah, let's go ahead. This first song is called Canada Dry.
there we go. The next song is called Stacy Stare.
Now, to keep in spirit in the spooky season, this next song is called Hassling and Slasher. If there's any SpongeBob fans out there, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Used to be a fighter, good, just like me Maybe I could take the dive just like you Maybe I could be the way you Used to be a fighter, good, just like me Icarus. I've been stoned by its gaze 
expectations for varieties I wish I could be song this one's called ammonia Johnny's got his gun. (laughs) 
with more standing room only here on 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio. Shadow boxing when the Monday morning comes. Solar rays at bright or day seem so much fun. Wednesday's cold up in the you know, I say Thursdays when the clouds are gonna Shoot! 
All right, and welcome back to WCUG Cougar Radio. This is the WCUG Artist Interviews Standing Room Only, a special series where we bring artists in to play music live here in the studio and then answer some questions. In the studio this week, we have the band Iridium. Hello, how are y'all doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, so Christian, since I know you, okay. <laughs> you're responsible for introducing everyone in the band or having them introduce themselves. Uh, let us know who you are and just kind of what y'all do. Okay, well, I'm going to introduce the other members of the band first. Um, we have Bradley, who's our bassist. Say hello, Bradley. Hello. There you go. And then we have our drummer, our piece de resistance. He is Josiah. Say hello. What's up? And I am, I'm, I'm Christian. I'm the guitarist and the singer. Fantastic. Thank y'all so much for taking the time to be here today in the studio. Now, y'all got done just playing a set, um, a couple of covers, a couple of original songs. Um, I do kind of want to tease at the beginning, um, but then... You know, we'll kind of talk about this a little bit more, but y'all have actually been working on an album for yes. a while now, right? Yes, yes we about have. How long yeah. has it been for y'all? Hmm. <laughs> um, when it, the recording process or the writing process? Which one? <gasps> Whatever you consider the album itself. Okay, well, the writing process has been a while now. I'd say maybe a year in total because uh, I bounced different song ideas off of myself to see which ones I like. Recording-wise, it's been... Maybe a month, maybe a month and a half now. Okay, yeah. So we'll we'll touch on that a little bit at the end of the interview. It's something super excited that I, I'm i super excited for, and I'm imagining y'all are super excited for mm -hmm. as well. So tell me a little bit, how did Iridium start? Did y'all just kind of come out of the ether as a fully-fledged band? What's that story? <laughs> um, I think it'll be different for Bradley and Josiah, so I'll let Josiah explain his part of it first, and then Bradley can go next. Yeah, so, I mean... um. We all went to like the same high school before, um, uh, like Christian graduated and stuff, um, and we started to get to know each other. Even if, even though we didn't like have classes together, um, for the most part, um, but we started to uh, learn that we got to play different instruments really well. And uh, Christian kind of recruited us, um, uh, and it was going pretty well. We performed a little bit. Um, me and Bradley, the bass player, he, uh, we took a little bit off of the band for a little bit and then came back kind of strong, actually. Um, and I feel like it's been pretty good since then. Bradley? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, high school, that's when we started forming. It was funny. My freshman year, it was when Christian was a junior, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's when we all first started kind of congregating. But it was funny. Everybody... Like, there were, like, 50 members of the band. Remember mm -hmm. that? I remember. Yeah. It was so annoying. Yeah. Everybody said they were in the band. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think everybody wanted to be in the band because yeah. it was so cool. And they never asked me. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a pretty long story, mainly because the band was one thing at one point. It wasn't Iridium. It was actually um, a whole classic rock Queen cover band. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I took the role of Freddie Mercury, so to speak. And um, we did Queen covers, and there were a few original songs, but we never really got the chance to really make them into studio recordings. Okay. And then, as they said, we took a while off, and in that time, I was kind of just contemplating, do I really want to keep doing this this way? Because mm -hmm. um, I'd had songs already written, but they weren't in that style. They were in the grunge alternative rock style of music. So you found yourself kind of split between the artist that you were versus the artist that you were becoming, in a sense? Yes. Um, and I felt like 
if I wrote and released the music that I did in the genre, it wouldn't really be received well mm. because I'm not the stereotypical grunge <laughs> rock kid. Interesting. I mean, I push against that, definitely. You know, there's a huge history of black musicianship. You know, Bad Brains is definitely one of the most Mm well-knowns. You have the OBGMs, which Mm -hmm. are really big, you know, stuff like that. Um, One thing that I thought was really interesting is, like, y'all started as one thing and turned into another. Um, A very popular band right now, Ice Nine Kills, Mm -hmm. used to be a ska band. Now they're, like, a very technical kind of metal band. And so, like, you know, maybe in a sense, this becomes part of your oeuvre, part of that story Mm -hmm. of explaining, like, man, you wouldn't believe where we started. <laughs> like finding ourselves throughout yeah. what we do. Yeah. So then, um, I guess you kind of teed this up, and I'm kind of rather curious about y'all. Why grunge? You know, like that's something that I grew up with as a 90s kid, and now, uh, you know, nice this new thing. generation is bringing it back. So, kind of, where did that passion come from? Where, you know, how does that influence you? Um, all three of us have different genres of music that we listen to. Um, the, the grunge transition was mainly from me. Mm. Um, I've always listened to grunge music since middle school, and I started kind of picking up the guitar because of grunge music in middle school, but didn't really take it seriously until I think my latter half of high school. And I kind of felt so comfortable within the genre that I decided that that would be the genre I'd do instead of trying to do something else where I would I would be able to do it, but I didn't feel comfortable within it. In a sense, you're you're a grunge musician unabashedly versus someone who is trying to fit into a popular genre or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't care if it gets popular or not. I just mm-hmm. want to do it. Okay. What about y'all then? Uh, you know, you listen to different kinds of music. Where, where is y'all's influences coming from? So, I mean, I personally play a lot of different music um, uh, from like even jazz and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I think I was just following Christian into grunge type, you know, and um, I just really liked playing it and, um, yeah. I think as a drummer, there's definitely a lot of versatility, both mm-hmm. in style and format that you get to do. Like right. in a lot of grunge applications, you find yourself probably pulling off some jazz licks or right. vice versa and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, and there's very much that kind of blues influence in a lot of the stuff that you do. So I'm right. sure for you, you're like a sponge. You're like, I'll play any genre because right. like yeah. I can have fun with it. Right. And I can basically just switch up the time of different like fills and stuff and it'll be almost the same in each genre. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Almost a little lazy. Yeah, right, right. It's almost a little lazy, but no, I've been trying to find it. Yeah. No, I love it. We wouldn't call it that. We won't call right. it that. And what about you? Well, I've always been a metalhead, but I <laughs> I started definitely with grunge and more like grunge and stuff like Nirvana. And I grew up with like Pearl Jam Nirvana, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, ETC. But now I'm... Very much so a metalhead, I would say. But that's the cool thing about this band, I think. We're all pretty diverse musicians. Yeah. Like, Josiah said jazz. I'm also in a jazz band. We're in the jazz band together, actually. Um, We've all played different things. But I think the great thing about grunge, specifically what we're doing right here, is that it's, like, on the rock side, at least, it's fairly easy music. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's easy to get into. It's easy for a lot of audiences to enjoy, which is great. Yeah, it sends out a good feeling, basically. Yeah, Yeah. that's really what I was going to say, is that there's this accessibility in grunge music that a lot of people are able to connect to. You know, um, I mean, a lot of the songwriting that you do, I think, is very interesting because you seem to be shrouded in a lot of, like, 
metaphor or meme in the way that you kind of discuss, <laughs> you know? And so just tell us a little bit about your songwriting process in that regards. Like, how do you, you know, uh, it would be kind of crazy to say like, yeah, we write songs. We wrote a song about SpongeBob. Yeah. You know, um, but there's something, you know, there's something more there than just it is a song about SpongeBob. So kind of how, what is your songwriting process like? Um, well, it's changed over the years. Um, in the beginning, I will be honest and say, you know, I mimicked the greats and I mimicked the audience that connected with me. But as I got older, I started just experimenting. And as I learned the guitar more and more, I started just basically just jamming and whatever stuck to me long enough, I'd write a song to that. Mm. Lyric wise, um, I'm going to be honest, I've never really understood where my lyrics come from. Yeah, I think they're just a subconscious thing. But the SpongeBob song that you mentioned, I wrote that around this time in my freshman year of college. And I was watching the episode and... I thought it'd be funny if I take the idea of the hash-slinging slasher and make it more grotesque in mm-hmm. a way. Because the original story is that he just puts the spatula on his hand and just leaves. But I was like, that's not spooky enough. It's not scary enough. Mm-hmm. So I decided instead of saying that he just put the spatula on his hand, he cut his hand. Yeah. And I just kind of stuck with that. And as I wrote the song more and developed it more and more and brought it to Bradley and Josiah, it became what you guys heard earlier. Okay, yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted to throw to y'all, uh, Josiah and Bradley. Uh, when Christian brings y'all a song, what is you know what is y'all's initial reaction usually? Are y'all <laughs> tend to, I'm going to put y'all on the spot, do y'all tend to be rather supportive? And you're like, oh, this is a great song. Or, or are there times where Christian brings a song and it's like, we need to workshop this? <laughs> to be honest, I think um, we, we listen to it while also, I don't want to call it freestyling, what it, like jamming just jam yeah jamming out uh just basically seeing what we can do with it and if we can just keep it together like you know what we'll first think of um play playing wise um theme wise we usually just stick along with it um but yeah uh we basically see what we can do and then we go from there and advance it to something really awesome what do you think bradley kind of same idea yeah we um when we first hear a song, it's well, it's it's usually great. Like <laughs> to be honest, um, it's already going great yeah, places. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, I guess we just kind of spice it up, right, right, as much as we can from the original starting place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sometimes he'll spice. give us like, like, hey, I want you to do something like, and he'll just, I don't know, uh, make a sound of what mm-hmm. he wants me to do, and <laughs> yeah, and I'll yeah. just. I'll just be like, uh, this, and then he'll be like, yeah, or, you know, just hit something else. And I'm like, this? He's like, yeah, sure. I mean, and, that's kind of that creative process that we're in right. now. It used to be kind of really linear in the song-making process, but now it's like we're really in this postmodernist age where, like you were saying, Bradley, like so many different musicians can come together and kind of make what we would call grunge, but, you know, in a sense, it has evolved from the original genre of the 90s. You know, top, you know, subject matter-wise, it includes so much more than it used to. Uh, tonally, the kinds of, like, styles y'all are using, there's more integrated. So do you kind of find that there's this freedom in music that maybe wasn't there when grunge was originally around, or maybe even while you were, you were younger as a songwriter or musician? Or do you think it's kind of the same restrictions that you find yourself in to kind of stick to form, stick to ideas, stick to themes? I don't think grunge ever really had any restrictions, so to speak. I feel like um, any of the four bands that made grunge popular could have turned it into anything they wanted. It just so happens that 
the sound that people stuck to was the sound that we remember it for. And that's the sounds that we expected to, to, to pertain and to sound like regardless of as an advance. But uh, piggybacking off of what you said, I feel like as time has gone on and since the genre really didn't go anywhere, it just kind of morphed into other things. It's been able to kind of like Josiah is be a sponge and incorporate a variety of different genres mm-hmm. such as blues, even more advanced blues and even extremely, extremely advanced jazz but dumb it down to a point where an audience can actually sit and listen to it and actually enjoy it and not feel overwhelmed. Okay. That's true. So y'all have been working on an album mm-hmm. for a few months now. Yes. Do you have a name for it? Uh, it's 77. <laughs> May I ask why? <laughs> uh, if you take a look at our name, it's called Iridium, and Iridium is an element on the periodic table. Mm-hmm. It is the 77th element on the periodic table. So we thought it would be interesting to name the album after the number of the element. Okay, so it's almost a self-titled, but not quite. Right. Yeah. So then why is the name Iridium so important to y'all? Well, it was first just a name I came up with. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it existed outside of my own head until um, I looked it up. And then I, I, I think saw, we were all together, actually. Yeah, right? we looked it yeah. up and we're like, oh, this actually exists outside of us just calling ourselves that. But we, I, we didn't change it. I think when he told us, like, hey, because we we were trying to find different names that would work mm-hmm. that weren't like, you know, I guess cringy and weird or stuff, <laughs> something, but it sounded cool and it was just different. Um, and he told us Iridium. I was like, isn't that an element on the periodic table? We kind of looked it up and then. We we thought about it being the seventy seventh element, and then yeah, he brought that to us one day. Just like, what if that was our al- album name? And I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, when it comes to what the name means to us, I don't really. I'm not really focused on. Oh, the name means this. Hmm. It means whatever you want it to mean. It's whatever you connect the music to. Okay. I like that. Sometimes it doesn't always have to be couched in all this meaning, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can just be. Uh, it's kind of like tattoo culture in a sense. They often say, oh, what does that tattoo mean? It means I liked it and I put it on my body. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, this album y'all have been working on, tell me a little bit about it. Kind of what are y'all excited about? What are y'all looking forward to with it? I'm excited because it's our debut album. Uh, we we have released an EP, but I I deliberately chose to have the EP be of acoustic versions of the songs okay because i'm like oh i think it'd be interesting if the audience heard let's say hashlinging slasher in acoustic form when it's not finished Mm. and then on the album you actually hear the version the full band version um so i'm mainly excited for it being our debut album actually putting out a full lp of music to full band full production production, everything. everything um I think it's also exciting to take the songs that we've worked on together and just show people mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. an artist showcase in a museum, which is kind of that nervous eagerness to see what people think. Okay. I th- yeah. I think I'm excited to show people um, what we can do. Like people who wouldn't choose to come to a live performance or mm. something, you know, just to see their reaction of our band and how we, um, how we work together and how it all sounds put together. Rather than like some of my friends or something, I would just like, hey, I just want to show you what my part in the band is. Mm. Like, can you come to this performance? Oh, I'm busy. Oh, okay. Well, they can just listen to it, you know, whenever. Provides that access for people who, you know, you haven't been able to reach in a sense. Um, I think this is going to sound cliche, but I think it's going to be really exciting to see what we've been doing 
finally build up towards something like a project like yeah. the completed project is going to be our product what we put out and what we've been preparing for months yeah i think that maybe this process is really difficult right because you have to kind of before you record anything you can change anything at any time but in a sense once it's recorded it, it is that so have there been any decisions y'all have struggled with in the studio where y'all have been like, you know, kind of some back and forth occurs where you don't know how to do a song yet? Um, yes and no. No, because some of the songs we've played them enough live and in rehearsal to where we're sticking with what we got, especially right. if it works. Um, we can use it again, Hassling and Slasher. After we had enough time workshopping it and actually put it together i didn't see any need to change anything and josiah and Bradley didn't see any need to change anything so we kept it as is but some other songs where we have workshopped it a bit but not as much as the other ones because um the album had many rotations of songs mm. to where it led to its current track list and some of the songs weren't written at the time some of the songs were written later and <clears throat> it's it is is an interesting challenge to take what we did not have in the beginning, just this new song, and see what we can create and if we can make it fit within the the theme of the rest of the album. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then, um, what has that been for? What has that been like for y'all? Kind of trying to struggle between you know you talked about many many tracks have come and gone. So you know at the final piece how many tracks are we looking at what what can you tell me about the theme of the album or what you're hoping to you know accomplish with it and do you want guys want to go do you want me to go you can say something and i'll say something after. okay um the track list is 10 um it went from the usual 12 multiple times and i shortened the 10 because i don't know i chose the 10 track list because i think it would be easier to digest audience-wise, mm. but also um, another one of my favorite bands, Weezer, their debut album was 10 tracks, so okay. I just said, okay, I'll just do 10 tracks, see what happens. That show, that had, that, uh, they found some success doing that, right? Yeah, with just their first album, so yeah. we're going to see how that goes with okay. us. Yeah, I think we talked about like not doing too much, but not too less, so that people can get a good amount of like what, uh, what songs we have uh, finalized a mm -hmm. little bit, you know? Um, and also, I was going to say this earlier, but... Um, we kind of change up the uh, songs a little bit from like first performing it somewhere. Um, personally, I, I don't know about y'all, but like I change up how I do some things to fit like my nerves in a certain situation mm. or something, you know, like certain fills. I might, you know, use a, like a different hand pattern to do it um, so that I don't forget it or something. But on an album, we can sometimes do it like more than once, you know, and I can do it. Like, I can do it how it sounds more complex you know? mm. um, and how I want it to sound instead of just something a little simpler so that I don't mess up. Right. You know? Like something you can take the time in the studio versus right. the live performance just like and go. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What about you, Bradley? Mm -hmm. Yeah, similar to Josiah, um, sometimes I'll look more into what the song actually is and change something up a little bit to make it more more, to make it more make more to make it make more musical sense. Mm -hmm. So I'll do something like a little faster or add a few more notes or take out a few notes um compared live versus the album. Like it's different. Like the original things I did for 
the first time I play the songs is definitely a little bit different, just a little bit different from what I do now. So then what song are you most excited to release once the album comes out? What What's the single, if you can tell me about that? <clears throat> um, you just hit me with a hard question there. <laughs> um, that's difficult because um, most, if not all, the songs are originally brought to the band by me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have a connection with all of them. Um, I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit. There won't be one single, it'll be three okay. singles um, from the album. We actually played th- those three singles during our live set. Mm-hmm. I won't say which ones they were. Um, I was excited to see what people will think of those three singles. However, the song I'm most excited for is actually not one of the aggressive songs. It's actually two of the softer songs on the on the album. Um, one of them is Icarus, and the other one, the other one is the final track called Sleepless Nights. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right, what about y'all? What songs are you excited for? Yeah, I. it's kind of weird because some of them, like, uh, me and Bradley wouldn't be playing for or, like, I wouldn't be playing for. But I actually am excited for some of the ones that Christian is doing by himself. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, but, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I agree. I think some of Christian's, um, the ones that we, like Icarus, yeah, mm-hmm. make it slower, but I think it's really good musically. Like, right. It's just a really solid song. But apart from that, I really like Ammonia because the bass intro. <laughs> That's actually what I was saying a little bit in our switch up. I said Ammonia yeah. really got me. I love that bass intro on that mm-hmm. song. Right. We actually experimented a lot with that one too, we um, which was really cool. Yeah. Are you happy with the results? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am. I am. Good yeah. experiments. Um, I was originally doing a lot more on that song actually, but I think I didn't want it to be crazy out there. Um, Cause like through being a drummer, I've learned to not be crazy with what I do, but also not, toned down a lot mm. so just you know find the perfect medium so yeah. i guess there really is that challenge when it is such a small band there's only it's a three piece mm-hmm. and so like everyone has to bring such an integral part to the band itself that a lot of these considerations really you know there's a lot of work in there you're kind of like how much do i drum how little do i drum how aggressively do i bass how often do <laughs> i solo right these kinds of things um have y'all ever um had to have these discussions as a band of kind of who represents what kind of who's carrying what, you know, cause it seems as if you Christian, you know, you're kind of the principal songwriter in a lot of the songs, you know, um, how do y'all kind of integrate each other into Iridium and how do y'all kind of create that family? I think we just have really good communication with each other. I don't, I personally don't know how it like came to be that we just communicate. I mean, in certain ways, I mean, everybody has their communication challenges, you know, but, um, Musically, I think we're really good at communicating like, um, like, hey, I, I don't really feel that that feels good, you know, in mm. the song. Um, so just, you know, do something different or don't do it or, you know, whatever. I think we're good at telling each other or asking each other to do it and saying no sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. To bounce off of that, I like how we're all, we all have prior like not professional, but like from school, we learned musical experience mm-hmm. and we use it to put ideas together. Right. And what sounds good, what doesn't, and we all talk to each other about it, and the product usually comes off pretty good. Right, like we're yeah, like we're actual musicians rather than just you know watching YouTube videos of just you know how to do fills over and over again. It's like why does that fill work in a certain um, 
song or time signature or something like that, you know? Um, yeah, I like that we're all actual musicians coming from different, um, like, orchestra or band, jazz band or, you know, anything. So, Piano. Yeah, piano, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, piggybacking off of what uh, Josiah said, our musical communication is really good. Um, I feel like even if we aren't communicating that well over text or call or whatever, I feel like our musical communication is good enough to where even if we're not present for like rehearsals or whatever, if we hear it, we can make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, And when it comes to making it work between all three of us, we understand our role within the musical structure of a song. um, And we occupy that space well, in my opinion. And we understand the importance and the responsibility of what we do within the band, mm-hmm. such as Josiah keeping the beat and Bradley giving a bit more oomph <laughs> to my guitar parts and then me singing. Um, all of it is like a puzzle that kind of has to come together because if it doesn't, then there's no point in having the band. Okay. So then this album comes out. Mm-hmm. What's next? I already have one planned. Another one planned. <laughs> so you're not even going to play any shows. You're just going to immediately go no, back into no, the no, studio. Wait, no, 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 wait, album. wait, wait. No, not that. Not yet. Anyway, um, <laughs> no. After the album releases, I plan on trying to get as many performances for us as we can, so that we're able to promote it. Um, however, if things work well, I want us to play it with another band. In the review. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've probably had them on here before. Not yet, but we will soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already talked with uh, Eli, the front man for the review, about playing a show together, and that would be kind of like our way of showing ourselves to the, they, their fans, okay, kind yeah. of cross-contaminating our fan bases <laughs> in a way. If you want to think of it like 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 mm-hmm. infection, and um, it'll, it'll just it'll just spread. And, uh, in a positive way. In a positive yeah, not, way. Not, We're not uh, talking about COVID or anything. Right, right. Not in a biological way. sense. Right. Um, I already have an idea for the name for our second album, actually. 144? <laughs> no show. Not 144. It's called Storyville. So okay. Far. So uh, check it out next month. Storyville's going to be coming out. Y'all are going to be really busy for a while. Right. Um, when is this album going to be coming out? Because I remember we were kind of discussing a hard date that you were trying to put for yourself. So mm-hmm. kind of tell me a little bit. When When is this album coming out? Well, the hard date, unfortunately, did not work out, but that's okay. Not all things do work out. I'm mm-hmm. hoping to have it out before the new year. I love it. Do you, December? Mid-late December? Mid-late December at the latest. Okay. Um and do y'all have album covers and stuff like that? Uh, I'm actually working with an artist from CSU. Okay, perfect. Make sure you send it our way so we can share it. And then once that album comes out, we're definitely going to be playing it. I'd like to close out, if we can, on quick round of just random questions. Are y'all okay, okay. with that? Okay, random sure. questions. Let's go. So uh, just we'll just go around the room. Favorite Halloween candy? Ooh. Mm. Talking to someone with a sweet tooth here. Um, <laughs> ooh. I like I like Skittles. That might be like stereotypical, but I like Skittles. What about sour Skittles? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I stick with sour patches on sour stuff, yo. Okay, okay. What about y'all? Uh, I personally love Kit Kat. Like I I don't know why. I just I don't know. I just love it more than like any of the others. So. Do you like like the white chocolate Kit Kats or anything? I like all of them. Yeah. All of them. Uh, okay. I think I like the original better, but okay. all of them work. <laughs> I think my favorite would be on the chocolate side, like Twix, and on like the 
more fruity side, like Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you like that caramel a little bit, that kind of yeah. crunch and the nougat and all that exactly. kind of stuff. Okay. So is if everyone's got a sweet tooth then, <laughs> what's the best thing to drink with candy? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Ah. Mm. <laughs> water. Water? Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. Stay healthy. I would say water. <laughs> I'm the extreme one. <laughs> and I I don't drink water afterwards usually. I, I drink like a uh, like a soda or something. I'm the same way. Okay, good. I'm my not the teeth only are ones. gonna rot out of my <laughs> skull. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my next question is, um, if you could have any instrument in the world, like any instrument, you can be hyper specific or super vague. What would it be? Hurdy gurdy. Hurdy gurdy. Why so? Why? It's interesting. It's unique. It has a very unique sound, and it. I don't even know where to find one, so it would be like a holy grail instrument. Okay. okay. Uh, for those who don't know, what would a hurdy-gurdy sound like? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that funny. Are you going to do it? You're going to make the noise? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, it um, doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> All right, what about y'all? Um, I actually have two. You can't have two. You have to Come have Come on, show day. <laughs> Which instrument? You Ugh. get one instrument. That's that's the point of the choice. It's I get hard. my own. If I had to choose, I have my own personal, like, custom-made guitar. Hmm. Okay. How would you customize it? Um, three, three, three necks? Three no. guitar head guitar? No. no. One's a seven string? No. One's a- <laughs> <laughs> one neck is fine for me. It'll be similar to the guitar I usually play that I played uh, earlier. Um, Mustang? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually my preferred guitar is the okay. Mustang. I I, don't, I play all offsets, but Mustang's my favorite one because okay. of how light it is. Uh, if I could have a Mustang, it'll be a Mustang with like three different pickups, so I can okay. play whatever genre I want. Okay, nice double humbuckers, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, that's too much. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, all right. What about you? So, so is it like like one instrument and that's it? Like ever? Or is no, it, no, no, no. Okay, just just okay. like if I could get a hold yeah, of one any that I use. instrument. Usually what would it be? Oh, I really don't know. I um. You okay, don't so want a, what is it, a Neil Pert, like, 48-piece <laughs> drum set? I mean, that'd be great, but I'm kidding. Uh, I, I really don't know. Um, probably, this is, probably doesn't fit the question great, but, like, find the perfect snare for me. Oh. I, like, just the perfect sound, which I know I can tune. I know I can find, like, different heads and everything, but just, I, I don't know which one fits me as well. You know, watching videos is different than being in person. And st- not all stores have the best snares. So, so if you could, you would have like a line of like hundreds of snares Ooh, in a line. You'd exactly. Just, gah, gah, exactly. Gah, go down to the next one and just try it out. Pretty yeah, much. I okay. would just want the perfect snare. Why is the perfect snare so important for you? I think because it's, you know, if you're playing in a band like us, like ours, um, the audience would clap to the snare oh. usually. You know, two and four. Um, so. I don't know. I think that that sound is just so iconic with drum sets in certain genres. Many genres, all genres. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, what is it? That one that's about Earth, Wind, and Fire or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyways, so last question. What's your favorite radio station that you listen to? Can I say Spotify? <laughs> you can say Spotify. Spotify. Can I say Spotify? <laughs> Um, you're looking at me like you want me to say something very specific. <laughs> so I will just for you, show. I listen to WCUG. See, isn't that that's not so hard? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's, it's pretty As hard. I slide twenty dollars yeah, over onto the table. 
No, thank you all so much, Iridium, for being in the studio. Thank you. So we got Christian Bradley and Josiah. Thank you all so much for coming into the studio, playing a little bit and talking a little bit. We're going to play a little bit more music while we kind of set back up. Christian's going to close out just a little bit of an acoustic set at the end there. Um, Is there anything you all want to plug or talk about before we get out of here? Um, Yeah, actually. Uh, Two things. One, go to our Instagram at iridium.official. That is where you'll find any promotions for us, any live performance uh, video or any audio. Um, And you'll hear about the album coming out on there. So might as well go follow it. And also listen to Iridium Radio Hour on WCUG. That is where you'll hear all the inspirations that made Iridium what it is. All right. Do you all have anything else to plug? I think we're good. Hey, thank you all so much for coming in this week for WCUG Student Interview Artist Interview Series. (laughs) Standing Room Only. Good job, guys. Artist Interview Standing Room Only is produced by the student staff at WCEG Cougar Radio and the CSU Department of Communication. Thank you to Department Chair Dr. Dana Gibson and WCEG Faculty Advisor Dr. Bruce Getz. I am your Operations Director Show. Our Production Manager is Austin Slocum and our Marketing Manager is Ray Palmer. Our... Mm, what are we going to call it? We're going to call it our Project Manager is... Riz Newman and our programming manager is Lawrence Smallwood. You can listen to our show and more online by searching for our call letters WCUG. You can also find more shows like this one by following us on Instagram at WCUG Cougar Radio. Thank you so much for listening to Standing Room Only. in the studio with Iridium Christian from Iridium here for a quick acoustic set. Yep. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for doing this right at the mm-hmm. end whenever you're ready. All right. This first song is called Fragile. Do not enter. Like the, the fragile signs. <laughs> Thank you. 
could hold you But I don't I catch you so Even so Not touch of me Baby's breath It leaves me cold Cold and Stiff enough To Don't touch me and fall Don't leave me I've been lost And I wish I was so prideful Don't hold me I am fragile Feeling like I belong Is a strong suit I but with me and dead It's a check I can't afford Cold and stiff enough To wither on the floor I think I'll stay and Lie on God's bathroom don't touch me, I'm a handful Don't leave me, I've been lost you I wish I was so prideful Don't hurt me, I am Don't touch me, I'm a handful Don't leave me, I've been lost here I wish I was so prideful Don't hold me, I am pressure Don't touch me, I'm a handful Don't leave me Shelly, it's based off a comic book. All right. i 